0: Hey everybody, Nick Espinoza, your Chief Security Fanatic here, and today we've got to talk about the third wave of artificial intelligence, because, quite frankly, that's how Skynet starts, or Battlestar Galactica, if you're a true sci-fi nerd like me. Now, Here's what's going on. I thought there was a really interesting write up in TechSpot by Rob Thubron, and I've got a lot of thoughts on this because, quite frankly, while I think this is coming, I think we still have a, a, a rather long way to go. Now, here's what's going on because, according to Mustafa Suleiman, he's one of the co founders of DeepMind, generative artificial intelligence is just the phase before the next one, which is interactive artificial intelligence, where machines are able to perform multi-step tasks on their own by either talking to other AIs or people as well. Now, Soleiman gave his opinion basically on the state of AI uh, to MIT Technology Review last week. And he said that the first wave of AI was classification. These are deep learning models that are classifying types of input data, such as images, audio, et cetera, et cetera. The second wave, which is what we are in right now, is the generative wave that takes the input that it got from the first wave to produce new data. In other words, it's ingesting writing from humans. It's ingesting images created by humans. It's ingesting literature by humans, etc., etc. And by virtue of that, it's learning how to interact. Now, the third wave, according to him, will be interactive. As I mentioned, he says that rather than basically like clicking buttons or typing on a keyboard and all of that, users will actually be talking to their AIs, instructing them to take action. This is what Bill Gates was talking about when he said that virtual digital assistant that you're going to get on your mobile phone, but not your Microsoft mobile phone, (laughs) that boat has sailed. Um, uh, What they're talking about is when it's doing your tasks, answering your emails, able to schedule that appointment, look up. Like, oh, yes, there are five gas stations and this one, while, you know, the second furthest one, it actually will save you the most money based on your gas mileage kind of thing. That's what we're talking about here. And to quote, you will just give it a general high level goal and it will use all the tools it has to act on that. They'll talk to other people, talk to other AIs. Now, it's often argued that generative AI is a bit of a misnomer, seeing as that that these large language model-powered tools don't show intelligence in the same way that you or I do, or even animals. I mean, look at chimps. They can make tools now. Now, Suleiman suggests that uh, interactive artificial intelligence will be closer to the artificial intelligence that we actually see in sci-fi movies, a.k.a. Battlestar Galactica, Terminator, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Rather than being static like today's technology, phase three AI will be animated, able to carry out instructions with freedom and agency. That's where Skynet comes in. And so I think though, what was missed in this article here is that generative AI phase two, if that leads to autonomy in phase three then we've got a few kinks to hammer out. Namely, the generative AIs at the moment are slowly killing themselves by learning from other AIs. And let me explain. Now... I want to say about a week ago or so, I talked about how um, the chat GPT detectors, the generative AI detectors that a lot of universities and other institutions were using to detect if an artificial intelligence wrote that article as opposed to a human, that runs on the concept of perplexity, meaning as the generative AIs learn, as they read everything that humans have ever written or are sitting on the internet, good, bad, ugly, or racist, um, essentially the generative AIs start to understand that we are perplexed. As humans, we write things that you normally wouldn't, you know, wouldn't expect. That said, we also write in very standard ways, in the same way that an AI, a generative AI might write. So, for example, the United States Constitution, written back and published in, you know, 1776, essentially was written by humans. There were no computers back then. There was no AI. So why is the artificial intelligence detectors Looking at that and flagging it as written by an AI because it has low perplexity. And the example that I gave uh, about a week ago or so in that coming from one of the articles that I was referencing was essentially this. If you right now, as you're listening to this, think think about this sentence, I would like to have a cup of blank. Most of you are going to say, I would like to have a cup of coffee or water or tea. That's a very common saying, which means it shows up in a very common way in literature. And so the artificial intelligence says, oh, this is basically low perplexity. Therefore, an AI wrote it. But if I said, and this is the example again from last week, I would like to have a cup of spiders, that is Just trips up the thing. That's high perplexity. No AI would ever write that. And so these things are getting confused. The other side of that, and the reason why I'm bringing this up, is that AI is now constantly pumping out material that you or I are reading. A lot of small publications are using artificial intelligence to write about that local high school baseball game. Artificial intelligence is being leveraged by major publications as well. And so what happens with the large language models as they continue to consume what they understand of the internet? They start consuming basically, uh, language and writings from other artificial intelligences and start adapting that into how they speak, which then muddies the waters. Think about taking a picture. You know, I am, let's say, in the wild. I'm out there and you see me with your own eyeballs. I'm clear as day. You take a picture, you have a facsimile. Now, let's say you take a picture of that picture and then a picture of that picture and then a picture of that picture. It starts to distort. It starts to degrade. The fine contours of my wonderful face start to go away. And that's what we're seeing with artificial intelligence right now. This is something that researchers are grappling with. So if we're ever gonna get to phase three, we have to solve that problem. And that means actually identifying when an artificial intelligence is generating something and when it is not. And that is a very hard thing to do. Right now, we're in the rudimentary stages of this, but people are being fooled by deep fakes. We see it in hacking all the time now, where deep fake audio or deep fake video is being used to fool or spoof someone, which means it's improving. And so when the artificial intelligence is just Understanding and ingesting information that it thinks is coming from humans, but is actually written or created by another AI. We have a serious problem, and so if we're ever going to get to Phase 3, that needs to be fixed. And so we're going to see where this goes, but I think we've got a long way to go and a good while in Phase 2 before we're shooting at Terminators and Bunkers after Judgment Day, and I'll let you be the judge of that. And please like, share, follow me here on Facebook and Twitter at Nick AESP, and please feel free to subscribe to me at YouTube as well, where you are get 100% of humans 100% of the time. And as always, stay safe, stay online, and please attempt to stay private. Thanks, everybody.